stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Welcome back. So as we've been discussing today, on the same day that the U.S. has announced this diplomatic boycott of the uh, upcoming Winter Games, Canada's ambassador to China, Dominic Barton, has suddenly resigned his position. Uh, Now, in his resignation letter, he talks about how meaningful it was to him to be involved in the the rescue, the freeing, the release of uh, the two Michaels. And he also calls for closer ties with China. Obviously, this resignation comes at kind of a crossroads for this government in its approach to China, the need for a new China policy and the fall of the aftermath of that whole situation with the two Michaels. We've got a decision to make on Huawei, most imminently. So what's really behind this? Should Dominic Barton be claiming any credit for the situation with the two Michaels? Is this a decision that's maybe meant to spare the government some further embarrassment on the China file? Well, we spoke recently with our next guest uh, about Dominic Barton and the need for him to go. And that happened today. So I'm curious what uh, author, journalist, columnist uh, Terry Glavin uh, thinks about all of this. Terry, welcome back to the program. Good to have you with us. Hi, Rob. How are you? I'm well. First of all, is it just kind of a weird coincidence that this happened on the same day as the the U.S. announced this uh, diplomatic boycott of the Beijing Olympics? Yeah, it might be. I mean, there was no question in my mind two two months ago. I wrote that there's absolutely no way that uh, this Mephistopheles character could be kept on by the Trudeau government. Uh, He was already a a, a grotesque embarrassment. I mean, he presided over uh, McKinsey, the global consultancy, uh, while it was uh, basically pushing dope in the United States. And the company had to pay out $573 million in a settlement because of its role in, uh, in uh, opi- op- opioid sales in the United States. It was also during his tenure that uh, McKinsey assisted Chinese state-owned enterprises in illegally building militarized islands in the South China Sea. What was coming up? was uh, there's an increasing scrutiny in the United States uh, in Congress and in and the Senate about just what the hell McKinsey has been up to over the last few years. I mean, we, you know, there's these sort of scattered reports and nobody sort of connected the dots. McKinsey's role with Paul Manafort, of all people, in the Ukraine. Of course, you know, the Trump guy who has ended up busted for his role in the Ukraine. Yeah. Under McKinsey's, uh, under pardon me, under Dominic Barton's tenure as the big boss at McKinsey, they became they developed a reputation for basically being a giant public relations machine for the world's police states. Uh, apart from being, uh, you know, its involvement in drug pushing, um, the only reason that uh, that Barton was was given the job of uh, ambassador to China is because. McCallum was such an embarrassment that John McCallum was such an embarrassment that uh, Christian Freeland, who was the foreign affairs minister at the time, said either he goes or I go. Uh, And so Barton, who, by the way, has been central to Trudeau's vision about, uh, you know, sort of integrating the Chinese economy, the Canadian and the Chinese economies from the very get go, from before he even ran. For, for the liberal leadership. Uh, we forget that Dominic Barton was the head of uh, 
of uh, Bill Morneau's, uh, Finance Minister Bill Morneau's Blue Chip Economic Development Advisory Council. And the whole show, by the way, was paid for by McKinsey. It, if you worked as a, a receptionist for the Economic Development Advisory Council in Bill Morneau's shop, your check was cut by McKinsey. So this was a scandal. It's been a kind of a scandal that's been under the radar for a long time, ridiculously under the radar, I should say. And it's basically percolating, and it's, a, it's about to get really, really nasty in the United States. And one last point. Dominic Barton played absolutely no role in the release of the Michaels. Um, I, I trust what our ambassador to the United States has to say about this, Catherine Hillman. You know, as, a, as an ambassador to the United States, you can lather it on a bit, but you're not allowed to lie and make stuff up. And she was very clear that the reason why uh, Meng, why the charges were dropped against Meng is she cut a plea deal with the Justice Department in New York. And the reason why the mics were released is because they no longer served the purposes of, of, of hostages for Xi Jinping. And the only role that Dominic Barton played in the entire affair was probably the most uh, superfluously credentialed flight attendant in the history of aviation. Okay? Mm -hmm. That's all. Yeah. That's it. So he's gone. And, uh, you know, the, the, the stuff you're hearing out of Ottawa, you know, and uh, around Trudeau's circle, I don't know how some of these people can say these things. You've got Melanie Jolie, the new foreign minister, and I don't want to be mean. You know, I want to give her all the benefit of the doubt. She's new to the job. But saying that he's going to go down in history as one of Ca the greatest <laughs> <Yeah>. diplomats <laughs> in Canadian history, sweet mother of God. And also people comparing this non-existent event or role uh, that Bart Barton played to you know, the Canadian caper in Iran, um, you know, when Canada took in a bunch of Americans during the Khomeinist uh, uh, atrocities back in, back in the late 70s. You know, it's, there's, a, there's just a point, I think, at which Canadians, and well, Americans particularly, are just going to say, you know, we can't stomach this any longer. This is just... BS. And um, the sooner he's gone, the better. I mean, while the mics were in captivity, he was still greasing palms for the Canada-China Business Council. You know, he was still attending their events, still boosting business, talking about how important it is for China to uh, invest more in Canada and for yeah. Canada to invest more in China. I'm sorry, but this is yesterday's man. And uh, disco is dead. And the sooner that these people understand that, the better. Let's talk about what's what's happening in the U.S. Back to the point about McKinsey, because there seems to be a real push in, in Washington to further investigate all of this, maybe to hold some hearings. Were we headed to the really awkward and embarrassing spectacle then, potentially, of having Canada's ambassador to China embroiled in all of this, maybe even being asked or called to testify himself? Right. Well, he actually was uh, about uh, 18 months ago, I'm saying, maybe a little longer uh, he was he was, he actually had to testify in that court case against McKinsey because of its role in boosting op opioid sales. Um, but to have him called up, I mean, imagine him being a Canadian ambassador to China, and he's called up yeah. to testify uh, uh, about his role in advising 
the, the, the Pentagon on uh, Chinese uh, uh, military operations and economic uh, blackmail, while at the same time uh, working for Chinese state-owned enterprises, engaged in activity that has already been condemned by the United Nations under the law of the Sea Convention. Uh, you know, you've got, uh, it's already becoming, you know, people are starting to look at this and saying, who the hell is this guy? Because, you know, McKinsey's reputation in the United States is shot, and its conflicts of interest uh, are becoming more and more uh, sort of well-known and, and of concern to lawmakers and to prosecutors and so on, advising the Food and Drug Administration about pre prescription drug policy while it was also working as a public relations agent for uh, fentanyl producers, you know, opioid producers. Um, and, of course, the role of, of China in, in saturating uh, North America with, with fentanyl is something that people are starting to wake up to finally. Um, but, yeah, this guy, I mean, you know, he, he I, I don't, you know, I, it, it's wrong to sort of lay at the feet of one man the disastrous and catastrophic policy that, uh, you know, the Trudeau liberals have been pretending they didn't embrace and running away from uh, for years. Um, it's, 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 it's wrong to lay the blame all at the feet of one man. But here's a guy who basically wrote Justin Trudeau's policy on China. Trudeau was looking for a way to dispel concerns within the Liberal Party and the Liberal Caucus that he was just some pretty boy with a big name. So his gravitas was this elaborately insane uh, policy on China, which was written by Dominic Barton. So he's been in the thick of it from the very beginning. Yeah. And, um, you know, the sooner we get rid of him, the better, because we were walking into this disaster. Uh, we've got, you know, Joe Biden's democracy, summit of democracies is coming up. We have both Russia and China challenging the democratic order at every hand's turn. We have uh, uh, small countries around the world discovering that they're, they're in these terrible debt traps from China's Belt and Road Initiative. And could, is it possible for Canada to have had, to have an ambassador who was pushing all of this stuff, who was an enthusiast for all of this stuff, and whose enthusiasm was not dimmed by the kidnapping of Michael Kovrig and Michael Spaver? What's I the mean, thing, it, right? It was, yes. It, it was just absolutely untenable. They had to get rid of the guy. And, and one of the things that's really annoying, I mean, it's just annoying, is, the, um, is this kind of work of fiction that's being spun by uh, the prime minister's office that this guy was some kind of great diplomat. I mean, what did, he, what did he do? I mean, sure, he ran around and he met with a lot of people and he helped draft a petition that was basically cobbled from the petition that the uh, International Crisis Group had drawn up, an NGO, saying China shouldn't be kidnapping people. And, you know, and, 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 and his job was to go around the world and say, well, could you please sign this petition saying kidnapping people is a bad thing? 
and it doesn't even mention China. I mean, it's just been an absolute embarrassment, a you know, an international embarrassment, and it was only going to get worse. And the Trudeau government wanted to, you know, wanted to get rid of him as soon as possible because it had, it has just become untenable. Absolutely. I guess, I mean, I guess it's good if they wanted rid of him, but I mean, they're the ones who saw fit to put him there in the first place. They're the ones who now get to pick the next ambassador. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I shudder to think. I mean, the thing is, there's been, uh, you know, within within the sort of foreign policy establishment in Canada, the way the story usually goes is, you know, among the really, really honest, honest guys is, boy, were we wrong. Man, were we ever wrong about China. Holy, holy goodness. And I mean, fair play to them. You know, it takes a lot for somebody who is like a senior ADM or an advisor to a PMO, a prime minister or foreign minister to, 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 to be a grown up and say, my goodness, we were wrong. But that's not what the Trudeau government is doing. The Trudeau government is avoiding all, all reckoning with, with the disaster that, 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 that the Liberal government has presided over since 2016 and before then, um, running away from it. And then basically, you know, we're watching revisionist history being constructed before our very eyes on all of this. And that's where it really gets to me. And journalists should not be taken in by this. Mm -hmm. um, you know, to see, to see, <laughs> to see Dominic Barton credited with having somehow been involved in securing the release of the two Michaels, without even attributing, attributing it to somebody, uh, it's it's really embarrassing. You know, and I mean, journalists who cover China in Canada, you know, you could count them on the fingers of one hand, and. All of us are embarrassed by this, is that, uh, you know, th this is not the way responsible journalism should be, should be conducted. Oh, dear. Um, you know, and it's, it's, you know, the implications, the foreign policy implications, the economic implications uh, are, 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 are massive. And they are upon us right now, whether we want them to be or not. And we can't have anybody like... Dominic Barton, still in all the lobbies, greasing palms on behalf of the Canada-China Business Council with that guy's reputation and McKinsey's reputation. I mean, you know, his last year, I think it was 2018, they held their international retreat, their global gala, bringing together all their executives uh, for the, at the end of the year within walking distance of a concentration camp in Xinjiang. Yeah. Okay. These are not nice people. You would not want them into your house. So <laughs> the sooner we're rid of this guy, the better. Some important points uh, on a big story here today. Terry Glavin, always appreciate the perspective, and uh, thanks so much for joining us here today. Okay, buddy. Nice talking to we'll you. We'll talk up. again, likewise. Uh, that is Terry Glavin, author, journalist, columnist uh, for the Ottawa Citizen National Post, contributing editor at McLean's Magazine, also a senior fellow at the Royal Wallenberg Center for Human Rights. So there's a big story here, and it's not what the government spin and the government news release would have you believe. And the idea that, yes, that A. Dominic Barton was a great diplomat, a great uh, ambassador, is laughable. And certainly the uh, notion that he played a key or a crucial role in freeing the two Michaels is, as Terry Glavin says, laughable. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with this uh, pick now after having uh, made such a mess of it, well, two times in a row now, basically. 
Okay, we got to take a break here. 403-974-8255. This is Afternoons on 770 CHQR. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.